Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. It's great to be here this morning to just be able to share the Word of God with you. It's a real privilege to share God's Word. And we know God wants to speak into men's lives. He wants to speak into their heart. And we want to bless men today. We want to bless fathers. We want to wish you a happy Father's Day. We want to honour you today because we know that you carry a great responsibility. And we thank God for all the faithful fathers around the world today. It's Men's Day. It's Father's Day. And it's great to be able to be here to celebrate with the Word of God. But it's sad to say many times when we look around in society, we see so many absent fathers. They've gone A-W-O-L, absent without leave. And many times this causes a great dysfunction in the family unit. Because the family is not operating as it should operate in its full strength and its full capacity. Because when God called us, when God created us, when he created human beings, he designed us to live in families. And the Bible reveals that family relationships are so important to God. The church universal is a body of believers. It's called the family of God. And when we receive God's spirit at salvation, we're adopted into that family. But when the family is destroyed, society eventually disintegrates. And many times our children are allowed to run wild. Children are allowed to be disrespectful to parents, to those in leadership. And we see many, many marches and we see many gatherings and we see many young children protesting about different things and throwing stones and you know we had it in Ireland a few years ago a lot of stuff going on but children who are not allowed children who are allowed to be respect disrespectful to parents will not have respect for anyone else that's why we need fathers that will love their children and fathers that will let their children know that they indeed love them because ch children who experience love, they find it far easier to believe in a God that loves them. And one of our jobs is to give our children something or someone to believe in. So the message I want to share this morning is from the book of Proverbs to help you and I. But we also want to take some common tools out of our toolbox that relates and reminds us that we can be godly fathers. So I'm going to look at the Word of God first in the book of Proverbs chapter 3. And as we celebrate Father's Day, we see in the Scripture examples and commands for parents. We also see fathers to be active in teaching and developing their children to live for the Lord. Proverbs has a lot to say about seeking and finding godly wisdom for life and about fathers. Because it is written indeed for fathers. It's inspired by a father. It's written by the wisest man, or one of the wisest men in all of the Bible. It's written by Solomon. 
And Solomon, as a father, he's passing down some wisdom. He's passing down some truths. He's passing down some of life's lessons to his son. And fathers, we have an urge, a huge influence. We have a huge influence today on our children. And our children needs to take time. We need to take time with our children to teach, to train them, to bring them up in the things of the Lord. The book of Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6 says, Train a child in the way he should go. In the way he should go. Not the way he wants to go or not the way he's going, but the way that he should go. And the Bible says when he's old, he will not depart from it. A child literally needs direction. They need training. They need to be pointed in a particular way. So don't be afraid to, as a parent, uh, to carve out a path and point your children in the right direction. But we're going to get some help this morning. How many know we need help? We can't do it on our own. It's a great responsibility, but we can't. It's impossible to do it on our own. But we have a manual this morning. We have the Word of God. And also, we've got a toolbox that we're going to be looking into. And Solomon says here in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 to 12, he begins to give us instruction. And he said, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commandments in your heart. For they will prolong your life for many years and they will bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them round your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. Then you will have favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, the Bible says here, to submit to him and he will direct or he will show us our straight path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. I love this verse here. It says, this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. When we do all of these things, it will bring health to our bodies and it will bring nourishment to our bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all of your crop. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. So we see here from the book of Proverbs in chapter 3, 1 to 12, we see some great, some amazing instruction. There's many lessons we can learn. We can teach and train our children. But the question is, how can we as men, as fathers, continue on in that train and continue to train our children for life and the Lord? Teach them on love and faithfulness. Teach them on faith in the Lord and seeking his ways. Teaching them about being generous and giving to the Lord as well as the need for discipline. And this is what Proverbs is all about. This is what it shows us. This is what the teaching is all about. So you and I need to apply it to our lives. 
So we look here to the Word of God. But there's something else that we can look to. Something else we can see. Something else we can feel. And a place many fathers can be found is in the shed or in the garage. And this is why where we find many fathers and what we find also in there, we find the father's toolbox. There's many tools in this toolbox. Some of us may have got some new tools today as father's gifts. And I want to examine our toolbox. I want to examine our toolbox and see some of the tools that can remind us of the training and teaching we need to do with our children. This is not an exhausted list, but the first tool I want to look at from my toolbox is the adjustable wrench. And this reminds us, fathers, that we need to be adjustable. We need to be flexible to the situations that arise. We need to know what can arise in our family and in our children's life because everything can change in an instant. Everything can change in a moment. In the book of Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4, the Apostle Paul exhorts the church there at Ephesus and he says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. So that's the adjustable wrench. It reminds us to be adjustable and flexible in situations. The second tool we look at this morning is the spirit level. And this will remind fathers the need to walk on level paths and to be an example. As well as keeping a level head in our relationships with our children. How many know it's easy to blow it with our children? It's easy to lose their temper. A level, a level path, not always up and down. Not always blown hot and cold. Not always losing their temper. But having a level positive attitude in life. And that's what the spirit level does. It reminds you and I to walk a level path. The book of Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 9 said, They will come. I will lead them beside streams of waters on a level path where they will not stumble because I am their father. Isaiah 26 and verse 7 says, The path of the righteous is level, O upright one. You make the way righteous and smooth. We want to walk level paths and allow our children to walk level paths also. I'm looking in my toolbox again here and I see a mole grips or a pliers or whatever you want to call it, but every tool every toolbox needs some pliers. Pliers to hold things together. 
So a father needs to hold things together. This reminds us to hold things together in their family. When everyone appears to be losing their grip, he's the one that needs to stand firm. He's the one that needs to take responsibility. And in the book of Colossians, the apostle Paul said, and in Jesus, all things hold together. That's an example for you and I that we need to hold things together. This doesn't mean that we've got it all together. Can you say amen? It doesn't mean we've got it all together right now. And the Apostle Paul says in the book of Philippians chapter 3, he says, not that I've already attained. He's saying not that I've already made it. Not that I've already attained all of this or have been made perfect. He said, but I press on to take hold of that which Jesus took hold of me. We might not be there yet. We might not be perfect, but we're pressing on. We're pressing on in. We haven't arrived yet, but we thank God that we've left. And there's so many other tools in our toolbox this this morning that might help you and I. I wonder what's that doing there? A bottle of aftershave. A bottle of cologne in my toolbox. How did that get in there? It must be there to remind me of something. All these tools are there for a purpose. They're there to remind me of something. And one of the greatest things that you and I can remind our children of, especially our sons, because they use all their aftershave. Can you say amen? They use all they use all their gifts. They don't care who made it. It can be Armani. It can be whatever the make it is. They don't care. They just splash it on. But you notice when they're splashing on your aftershave, they use loads of it. And you come up together and there's only a small drop in the bottle. But this reminds us to teach our children about love, about faithfulness, and about to love and to respect their mums. The book of Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives even as Christ loved the church and he gave himself up for her to present her holy and blameless before the Father. That's an amazing scripture. It's talking about us loving our wives, teaching our children, especially our sons, to respect women, to treat them good, to treat them as the weaker vessel. All of these tools will remind us of something. The next tool I want to look at, it's in my toolbox, is the rubber mallet. And this reminds us as fathers that many times we need to apply some pressure and influence in situation. But the mallet reminds us not to be too hard because we don't always need to use a steel hammer in a situation. Because many times situations can be delicate, 
delicate situations that don't need the heavy hand of the hammer, the steel hammer, but we can use the soft rubber mallet. The right tool for the right job. And God will give us wisdom. Fathers, we don't want to leave everything for the mother to take care of. We all hear that saying, wait till your father gets home. But now sometimes because the father doesn't come home, it's a delicate situation. But we don't want to leave everything to the mother to take care of. And we want to teach our children that the father has a tremendous responsibility. The right tool, like I said, for the right job. But God will give us wisdom. The Apostle Paul says here to the church in Ephesus, he said, I urge you to live a life that's worthy of the calling which you have received. So to take charge and do your job and don't leave the job that you should be doing to your wife because it's our responsibility and she has enough to do herself. So let's teach our children that it's a partnership and we have a responsibility. We continue to look around our toolbox and to find some other tools to remind us of the teaching and training that we need to do with our children. And I look here at the cleaning roll. And just like men, we should clean up the messes we make. So as fathers, we need to show our children that we're not perfect. Sometimes we make mistakes. But we need always to clean up our mess and to admit our mistakes and use the time, the right time, to say we're sorry. How many fathers have ever said to your children you're sorry? There's a song Elton John sings and he says, sorry seems to be the hardest word. Sorry seems to be the hardest word. And it's sad to say that most children have never heard their father say, I am sorry. We need to seek God's forgiveness. And our child's forgiveness when we've made mistakes, when we've blown it, when we've lost our temper with them. There's a story about a young boy called Paco. And the Spanish tell the story of a father and his estranged son, Paco. The tension between father and son became so drastic that Paco ran away from home. The father felt the desperation of losing his son, so he began diligently searching for him. And after exhorting all the efforts of finding his son, the father attempted a final act of desperation by placing an advert in the newspaper of Madrid that read, Dear Paco, meet me in front of the newspaper's office at noon on Saturday. 
all is forgiven. I love you. Signed, your father. What was the result? 800 men named Paco were waiting at the newspaper's office to be reunited with their fathers. It does seem to say, sorry seems to be the hardest word to say. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and he's just and will forgive us our sins and he will purify us from all unrighteousness. Let's continue to search in our toolbox to see if there are any more tools that can remind us of training and nurturing our children. The next one I want to look at is the tape measure. The tape measure, just like in, in doing a project, we need the right measurements. We need the right measurements. So as fathers, we need to measure our time. We need to measure our priorities. We need to balance out our work and our family life. And we have a great responsibility of spending quality time with our family, with our children. The son asks his dad, Dad, how much do you get an hour? And his father was pretty annoyed. He said, your mother doesn't even ask me that. Why do you want to know how much I earn an hour? He said, well, he said, I've only saved 10 pounds. What's that got to do with anything the father said? The father eventually tells him his hourly rate is 20 pounds an hour. And his son says, can you lend me 10 pounds? The father asks him, what do you want 20 pounds for? He said, well, I was thinking maybe, just maybe, he said, I could buy one hour of your time. See, short bedtime stories is not enough. We need to measure our time. We need to measure our priorities and balance them out and make sure that we're spending quality time with our children. Another tool, we're coming to the end of our tools here. Another tool is the Stanley knife. And this reminds us, the Stanley knife is very sharp. The blade is very, very sharp in the Stanley knife. It reminds you and I to stay sharp and not dull or blunt. With a, we need to stay sharp with a cutting edge to our lives. No one, not even God himself, will sharpen your axe for you. You'll have to do it yourself. You'll have to sharpen your own axe. And when that's done, you'll be able to complete the work that God has gave you. The book of Proverbs 27 verse 7 says, Iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. Fathers, we need to be sharp for our children and not dull and not blunt. Ecclesiastes 10.10 says, If the axe is dull and its edge is unsharpened, more strength is needed, but skill will bring us 
success. And the last tool I want to look at, it's too big to go in my toolbox, but it's outside my toolbox. And it's an extension cord. An extension cord. As you consider all that were called to teach our children about love, about faithfulness, about faith and God's ways in life, about pride and generosity, about giving to the Lord versus selfishness. Forgiveness versus unforgiveness. How to accept and to deal with discipline in our lives, even the discipline of the Lord. An adjustable wrench, a spirit level, a mole grips or pliers, a bottle of aftershave, the rubber mallet, and a cleaning roll, the tape measure, the Stanley knife. I have all the right tools, but I'm still not sure I can do the job. You might be saying, even with all of these tools, I don't think I can make it. That's why we definitely need this last tool, the extension cord. Because I know that sometimes as a father, I felt like an extension cord, all wound up, sometimes pulled and stretched in every direction. But I want to tell you this morning, the extension cord is the, not, the extension cord is no good if it's not plugged in. It's of no use unless we plug it in. We need the extension cord to help us to plug into the power and the strength and the wisdom of our Lord to guide us and to use us as a good and godly father. James 1.5 says, If any man lack wisdom, he should ask of God, who gives generously to all without fault, and it will be given to him. 2 Timothy 3.16 says that all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We can plug in the extension at any time. We can plug into the Lord at any time, day or night. We can go before his throne room of grace. In the book of Hebrews 4.16, the Bible says here, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. Through regular worship, through listening to some lovely worship songs, through reading the Word of God, through praying, through talking to God and asking for His help on a daily basis, even praying for and with our children. God is our Heavenly Father and He loves us And he's always there for us, not just on Father's Day. 
He said, I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. I will never forsake you. And he can even remind us throughout the day about the tools. When we begin to use the tools, that will remind us of things that he wants us to do. How we can be effective and godly parents to our children. Children are a trust. Children are a blessing. Children are a responsibility. And most often the view of our Heavenly Father will be greatly influenced by how we as their earthly fathers love them and teach them about life and the Lord. Seek the Lord today and let us use these tools to remind us to be godly fathers for our children. And for some of us we might even be grandfathers We all know and love our children. But maybe we didn't know our fathers for whatever reason. But today we have a heavenly father who loves us, who loves us so much that he sent his child, he sent his only son to die for you and I. Jesus Christ was God's only son and he sent them into the world for you and for me. The Bible says he was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came unto his own, but his own would not receive him. But as many as did receive him, it says he gave them the right to become children of God. Children not born of natural parents, nor descent, nor a husband's will, but children born of God. This is a great opportunity this morning for you and I. If we don't know the Lord Jesus as our Savior, if we don't know God the Father, this is a great opportunity that God by His Holy Spirit would reveal Him in some of the things I've spoken about today. I want to tell you that God loves you. He didn't come into this world to condemn the world, but He came into the world that this world might be saved through Him. And He reaches out to you this morning as a loving Father. And He says, Come unto me, all you who are laden and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. He would say unto you this morning, cast your cares unto me. For my yoke is easy, but my burden is light. And you and I can come to know him, and that's your desire this morning. You're in this place, or you're watching us online. We just want to tell you that God loves you, that God cares about you. And if you'll open up your heart and say, Lord Jesus, I know that you died on the cross for me. I want to be different. I want to believe you. By the power of your Holy Spirit, will you teach me? Will you help me? Will you come into my life and be the father that I want, that I need you to be? The father that possibly that I never had. And God would say, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and I will eat with him 
and him with me. That's the opportunity this morning. That's the opportunity that's open for every single one of us sitting in this place or listening online this morning. There's a commentary. You can just go down to the commentary. And if you want to get in touch with us, just click in there into the comments and we'll, we'll get back in touch with you. And we'll let you know, you know, anything you need to know, anything you want help with. Just give us a call and let us know. Just put in the comments just there. Also, if you're here this morning in church, we just ask you if you want to accept Jesus as your Savior. This is a great opportunity. This is a great Father's Day. And Father wants to reach out to you. He wants to help you. He wants to just lavish love upon you if you'll allow him. And if you want that this morning, simply raise your hand. Raise your hand in this place. And one of our leaders will come and they will take some details for you and they will help you and they will pray with you and they will just encourage you in the things of God. We serve a loving God who loves and cares about us. And all we want to do is share him with others. We want to allow you to know the Father that we know. The Lord bless you this morning. I want to just thank you for your time. God bless you.